You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, and I am the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I am also the co-owner of a company called Chic Influencer, and I've been in the direct sales industry for over a decade now, and I have grown a large thriving organization that has allowed our family to enjoy the freedoms and the flexibilities of being in direct sales. And it is my mission here on the podcast, my Facebook, my Instagram, anywhere where you can consume my content to learn how to grow an organization, scale it to the next level, and truly enjoy the benefits of direct sales and all that it promises. And I know that so many of you listening to my podcast or that follow me on social media. You are here because you want to know what it is that I do, my daily practices, how I show up in my life and in my business to be able to achieve the success that you want for your life. And so I'm excited today to talk to you a little bit about something that I am experiencing. And I always like to create content in the moment that is really relevant to what a lot of you are going through. And I know from my leadership mastermind, from my rockstar recruitment, from our direct sales and rate community, I know that lots of you, regardless of your network marketing company, you're traveling right now. And how amazing is that to finally be able to get out and travel and see each other face to face? I feel like that has been, that really has been put on hold for quite some time and we're really feeling more comfortable getting back to in-person events. And so with that, with getting back to in-person events, whether it is a rewards trip, a company conference, a leadership event, a retreat that you are hosting for your organization, those are exciting, they're fun, and they're things that you as the direct seller, social seller, are able to experience for yourself and your organization. But they're also a time of increased stress. It's also a time of, you know, higher responsibilities. And it's also a really great opportunity for you to leverage these events to build your business. Now, I am working on something really amazing. And I don't know if you guys are interested in this, but I kind of need your feedback. So wherever you are listening to this right now, I need you to send me a message And I need you to tell me whether or not you would be interested in something like this. I'm putting together a packet and it is going to be how to get ready for your company's conference or leadership event, how to leverage that to attract like-minded people to continue to grow your business. So if that's something you're interested in, it's going to be emails, social media posts, story templates, all of that good conversations to have. So if that's something you're interested in, and customized business opportunity events as well. Please let me know wherever you listen to, uh, wherever you are listening or wherever you can connect with me, that would be fantastic. But anytime we're doing an event, hosting an event, going to an event, 
Anytime we're stepping into a busy season, there are some things that start to happen. And we are well into now the second quarter of 2023. And I know personally that this is the busy season for direct sellers. This is the time when we are traveling for conferences. This is the time where we are revving up our direct sales teams. We're really thinking about the benchmarks, the goals, the vision that we have for our business that ultimately is going to give us the freedom in our lives. And I want to talk about how I have made some mistakes in the past but how those mistakes have really taught me how to show up differently in this season of my life. So let me just paint the picture for you. I'm actually going to give you six tips, six pieces of advice, and maybe a few bonuses in there as well that allow you to go into a busy season in your direct sales business and be able to handle it without really falling apart, right? Falling apart and being emotionally, physically exhausted, actually resenting your business, sort of hating the process feeling just drained and depleted and maybe a little bit of burnout as well. So in the past, Melanie Mitro, Enneagram 3, if you are an Enneagram 3, you understand this to the core. So Enneagram 3, I am an achiever at my heart and I like to go hard. I like to dream big. I like to accomplish big. I always see opportunities within everything that we do, and I'm always looking at the way to spin it to help me get to my goals, to help my team get to their goals. And so right now, you know, in the or in the past, this time of year would be, this is the time where we're getting ready for annual conference. We are talking about team events that we're going to be doing. And I'm kind of going into that busy season, coming off of we've been at home for a few months. Life has kind of been just normal with kids. And even though it's been busy, I like to say this is where we get extra busy. Why? Because this is where I'm about to start presenting at the company's conference, I'm hosting a team event. We have team dinners and get-togethers and meet and greets. And so we have all of this stuff that we're coordinating from a team perspective. And then also, I run another company on top of that. And we have a lot of big, exciting things that are going to be happening over the next three months as well. So I am anticipating that it is going to be a very busy season in my life. In the past, I would have just gone into that busy season. I wouldn't have ever stopped to think about all of the demands that were going to be placed on me. I would have just gone into this busy season and I would have done things like, and this is what would happen. I would get so stressed out because I would wait to the last minute to do my presentations for the conference. I was so stressed out that I wasn't eating enough food. I was having chronic anxiety. It, I was losing weight. I was not getting good quality sleep. I was working really long days. And ultimately, what was ending up happening is we would come back from conference and I would, the wheels would come off. I'd get sick. I'd be physically exhausted. I would have um, a lot of that adrenal fatigue symptoms, the chronic headaches, the chronic fatigue, the irritability ability, the brain fog, and it would really disrupt our summer. It would disrupt our, you know, summer months where the kids were home and we were supposed to be doing things that were fun as a family. 
And what I learned and what I have learned over the past three years, especially as I've been going down this path of healing is how do I start to anticipate what the workload is going to be and how do I begin to plan accordingly? So as I go into busy seasons now, I have this process because number one, I know that my body is super sensitive. And if I allow myself to get super stressed, and it happened to me last year just because of honestly some things that were out of my control that were not, you know, brought on by me. But I realized just how easy it is for me to backslide into just chronic exhaustion and adrenal fatigue. And so this year, as we go into all of the events that we have going on, I've really started to say to myself, all right, how do I set myself up for success? So what am I going to teach you? Because I know just even this past week on my leadership mastermind, I was talking to some of my students who had just come back from a conference and they were exhausted. And I was like, guys, for starters, we've got to, next time we go to an event, we've got to plan accordingly. Number two, don't ever go on a vacation when you come back from a company conference. Why? Because everybody wants to restart their business, get started again. Everybody has a million messages. They want your time. Like it's just not a smart idea to step away from your business because you lose a little bit of that natural momentum that happens post-conference. Also, you have to take things off your plate when you come back. You can't just jump right into it and expect you can just do all the things. You're going to have more demands. There are more things that you need to do a recap from the company conference with your team. You need to organize people based off of what their goals are, what they're what they're willing to work towards. And so make sure that you take some of those demands off your plate if you have other responsibilities delegate them. So if you do any sort of other brand deals or you have other volunteer sort of commitments or other things that you would typically do, ask other people, whether it's carpooling with another family for kids sporting events, or it's saying no to a request for your time because you're going to need to let your body heal a little bit. I know for me, anytime I go straight you know, on 100% for multiple days in the row, I need some time to really regroup. So I need extra time to sleep. I need extra time to, you know, work in my business. I need to spend some time with my family. So I'm going to take off of my plate as much as I can when I come back. I'm also going to remember what we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast where I talked about staying in phase one. I have to make sure that I... I really keep that sacred time of personal business building time sacred. That means that I'm opening up my inbox and not reverting back to old behaviors. Oh, got to get my team up and running. Got to get these people, you know, got to get on the phone with the people that want to restart their business, you know, after conference. And it's really you saying, I need to still work in my business. I still have to do my things first, serve my people second. So it's remembering, not letting the demands of you let you forget all of the things that we're working towards. All right. So that is really important. The next thing is we've got to plan ahead of time. 
even before we go away for, for a conference or an event, it is saying, how do I maximize that? And that's really where that packet that I'm working on is going to come into place. You know, what am I doing to leverage that event to make sure that I am building my business? And one of the things coming back from an event or conference is hosting an opportunity event. There are a lot of people that were watching you that are curious about what you are doing. And this is a leverage, like this is a natural momentum time that we want to make sure that we're taking advantage of. All right. So how do we prepare? I talked a little bit about afterwards, but what do we do? So the first tip that I have for you is we need to visualize the outcome. And what I mean by that is we want to visualize what is going to, what success will look like at the end of a busy season. So we've got a couple of launches. We have a few big events there. These are all momentum building times that can help us get to our revenue goal, our rank goal, our recognition goal. And so I'm visualizing and let's just pick a date. Let's say July 30th. We're going to visualize July 30th at the end of busy season. What does it look like? What does it look like? I want you to close your eyes and say, it looks like I have, you know, reached my my revenue goal that I'd set for myself in the first six months of the business, right? So that might be number one. I've reached my revenue goal. What does that mean to me? Why is that important? How is my life going to be different? I may visualize I can give my team bonuses because we worked really hard, because we doubled down, we sent those emails, we fine-tuned our, our workshops, we you know re refined our social media, we got out there and talked to a lot of people. And because we've done those things, we've been able to hit our revenue goals, which is allowing us to be able to pay our employees more, give them a larger bonus. So that's one thing, visualizing the outcome. Second thing could be, I visualize that we are going to actually celebrate the end of a busy season by having a pool party. And so maybe the team is coming over and we're going to have a celebration and we're going to have tacos and margaritas and we're going to hang by the pool and we're going to invite everybody's families and we're going to have a toast and we're going to celebrate. And we're really going to say like, wow, our hard work paid off. Look at what we've been able to do. And so visualizing just the shared camaraderie of that achievement of that goal. Maybe it is I'm going to get a big bonus in my direct sales business and I'm going to be able to pay off some debt or pay the tuition for my kids' private school going into the next school year. And so I want you to visualize being able to sit down, write the tuition check, put it in the envelope, in the mail, send it off and feel what it's going to feel like. Maybe there won't be a heaviness in your chest because you are, you know, now you don't have to worry about where you're going to find that money or you don't have to figure out, you know, other options. So maybe visualizing your kids going to the school that you want them to, that might be part of your success. So you're really visualizing how your life is going to improve why the work is important to you. And then what I did actually yesterday is the screensaver on my phone. I went through and I started to look at images that really depicted my outcome. How is my life going to be different as I achieve? Maybe this, and even this short-term goal for me is just helping me to get one step closer to my bigger vision. So my bigger vision is on my phone right now. It's the screen saver of my phone. It is my vision board. It is what I'm working towards. And I'm really dialed into that. All right. So I know that 
every single day, I am going to wake up. I'm going to look at that vision board. I'm going to set my intentions for the day. And I'm going to know that no matter what comes my way, what obstacles, because there will be obstacles and roadblocks to me achieving these goals, I know that it will be worth it because of what this is going to create for our our businesses, for our employees, for our team members, and for our future. The next thing, the second thing we need to do is now we need to take a step back and map out our plan and our workload. And I do this in a few different ways. The first one is I have a four-month calendar that hangs on my wall. It's in a, it's, I think it's called an acrylic calendar. I got it off of Etsy and I you use dry erase markers on it. And so I just have four months of the year up on top of that calendar. And that allows me to look at sort of the high level. What are the deadlines and due dates and marketing? Like, what are some of the big things? So I can always see that. That's my like high level overview. And my goals are listed on there. So I know what it is that I'm working towards. Then I go to my Google Calendar. So I have my Google Calendar where then I can actually start to go in and I begin to plan out when certain things I want them to be done by. So I will actually sit down and say to myself, all right, I want to have the Eventbrite for our our launch. I want to have that created and done by this date. And I put it on the calendar. I say to myself, all right, I know that I'm going to be out of town for annual convention. I know that I want to have all the all the assets, all the emails, all the social media content done by this date. And so I just start to go in and put these due dates and deadlines into the calendar. And the final thing that I do is I do use a task manager because I it's not just Melanie Mitro, the one-woman show. There are other team members, both on the chic side and on the body side, that I work together with. And so as I'm sitting there doing these deadlines, I go into our task manager and we have projects. So projects for Leadership Mastermind, Rockstar Recruitment, Direct Sales Done Right. We have projects for Body Summit, projects for our events that we're doing. And so now I'm going in And I'm taking the things that are on the calendars and I'm starting to plug them in with due dates and who is responsible for the tasks and all of the subtasks that happen underneath of that and assigning it to who it needs to be assigned to. If it's only you, then obviously you're going to be the one doing the work. But even the task manager, Asana, allows you to say, okay, this is these things need to be done this upcoming week. You can look at it as a calendar view or a due date view. And so I like that. That's where I keep track of tasks, projects, where I'm at in the process versus it all being disheveled inside of your head and you trying to figure out when things are due, right? And then I feel like that's when we start to get out of control and overwhelmed is because we feel like we have all of this stuff inside of our head and nothing is really making sense. So I sort of map out the plan. I map out the workload. I start to put in those due dates, assign tasks, and I'm even going to team members. Like this is where I'm thinking about team shirts, speakers, things that we need to look for. So I'm getting well ahead of all of the projects that are starting to happen. All right. So that's another thing that I'm really working towards. Now, The next thing, the third thing is I go into my calendar 
and I start to schedule in some downtime. This is a big one. I know that I might be working longer days. I know that there's a lot of projects that I'm working on. So this is really where I, these are things that are important to me. And I understand not everybody's going to have the same self-care practices. So schedule what works for you. I know for me that getting a massage is really important. So I actually went in and booked the massage appointments for the next three months around like right after events that we're going to be hosting or after things that I know that are just going to be, I'm going to have to be on. And so that's self-care to me that allows my body to sort of decompress. Second thing is I do, I go to the sauna. I do the red light in the sauna because that kind of clears out the toxins. I love it because I can sit in there. I can do a meditation. I can do my journaling in the in the sauna. So even going in and starting to book out when you're going to go to the sauna or sit in the sauna and do the red light. So I go in and I booked all my appointments. I put them into my calendar so that my team knows when I'm out of the office, but also I have already planned it. So I'm basically scheduling my joy. I'm scheduling my downtime. The next thing in that sort of schedule your downtime is my nutrition and my sleep. Sleep is incredibly important to me. I know that even during a busy season, if I sacrifice sleep for too many days in a row, it will have a very negative impact in the way I'm able to show up. So keeping my sleep schedule as normal as possible is really key. Going to bed, making sure that I'm in bed and lights out by 9.45, making sure that I'm getting up between 5.30 and 6 o'clock. That is my optimal peak time. And I know that I have to be careful what I say yes to that is late at night, because if I sacrifice sleep, I am sacrificing my ability to be refreshed and show up as the best version of myself the next day. So that also means when it comes to my nutrition, I'm not eating late at night. I'm not having sugar before I go to bed. I'm making sure that I'm eating whole foods that allow me again to show up as my best self. So I order meals from a local lady here. Her name is Aliana, Aliana's Kitchen is the person that I use. So if I know we're going to be busy and we don't have time to meal prep food, we order meals. Uh, My husband is definitely the cook of the house. So he always makes sure that we have vegetables, we've got protein, we have healthy starches in our house, and we really try to stay away from processed foods, sugars, alcohol, gluten, and dairy. Why? Because those things affect how we show up in a busy season. If we have brain fog, if we don't have sustained energy, we can't go at the rate we wanna go because our body isn't able to support that. So sometimes the first thing to go is actually our nutrition when we're stressed. And for me in the past, I used to skip meals or just grab a carby snack because my stomach was upset because I was nervous. And so that's not serving me. That's not allowing me to feel my best. So really making sure that I prioritize nutrition. If that means I need to schedule in time in my calendar to meal prep, go to the grocery store, whatever that looks like for you, you want to make sure you do that now. The next one, the fourth one is supplementation. I truly believe that, sure, we can eat all the whole foods in the world, but we live in a society where so much of our quality of our nutrition has been sacrificed just because of the lack of nutrients in the soil and because we just are under environmental stressors, whether they are just stress from people and jobs and things we have to do, or it is, you know, the air and the quality of just 
what we're putting on our bodies or in our bodies or around our bodies. So I do like to go once a month and do an IV vitamin drip. Why? Because my body, and especially when you're stressed, your immune system is lowered. When you're stressed, getting some magnesium and also really getting in there glutathione and some of the other things that really help with your stress response, whether it's vitamin D, B12, all of those things that are in those vitamin drips, It even though your body's under stress, the magnesium allows you to have a better sense of calm. All the other vitamins allow you to boost your immune system so you don't get sick whenever you are in sort of that high stress situation. So that is another thing that we, that I tend to do. And again, yeah, it's an added expense, but I definitely see a correlation in how I feel to investing in some of those things. And again, I'll usually do that vitamin drip right before an event so that I'm boosted going into it. Okay. The fifth thing is you got to get good at saying no. So even in the past couple of weeks, I've already started to get requests for things that people want me to participate in and do over the next couple of months. And I really have to evaluate those requests and say, are they are they something that I want to give my time to? I can do them. Yes. It would be fun. Yes. I want to do them, yes, but is it going to impede my ability to do my other projects well, or is it going to impede in my family time or personal time? Is it going to put too many other stressors? If the answer is I can do it, but it's just not the best uh, decision for me right now, I'm going to say no, and I'm just going to decline gracefully and professionally and say, I would absolutely love to be a part of your event, or I'd love to speak at your conference, or I would love to, you know, be the baseball mom for the summer and coordinate all the parent stuff, but I am in a busy season at work, and I just feel like I wouldn't be able to give it my best and what, you know, the parents actually deserve. And so that's a respectable way to decline. Even for me, somebody asked me to speak at their event and I immediately went to, okay, well, I could get my event started and then run over to that event and speak at that event and then run back to my event. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it that way because that is going to cause undue stress that is going to allow me to not show up as my best self. All right. So that is incredibly important that we're saying no. And again, we have a hard time saying no, but it's really important that we we do that. All right. Now, last but not least is I want you to decide how you're going to celebrate once you get to the end of the end of the busy season. Sure. There's a real possibility that you might not hit all of the goals that you set for yourself, but we're going to give it our all. And I want us to be able to look back and say, I couldn't have given it a fingernail more. Like I showed up, I worked as hard as I could work, and I'm happy with the accomplishments that I have achieved. How am I going to celebrate what success I have had? Is that going to be a shopping trip, Um, a day off where you just in the summertime lay in the pool? hang with the kids, do something fun with the family? Are you going to, you know, spend some time with girlfriends? Like, I want you to celebrate how your success in that end of that busy season, because celebrating our accomplishments is something that, again, Enneagram 3s are not really good at, but we need to be because we want to celebrate the milestones. We want to celebrate how far we've come since we started, And we want to celebrate the fact that we 
not just survived a busy season, but we thrived during it too. And taking that moment to pause and list out the things that went well and the things that we're excited about really allows us to embrace these busy seasons and the moments. So now here we are at the end. And I really think my bonus tip is once I go through a busy season, I like to do a debrief. And that debrief, and we do this after every course, every launch, every program that we run, is we actually sit down and say, what went well? What didn't go well? What would we actually do differently the next time that we launch this product or program? And I want you to have a debrief as well. Asking yourself those key questions. What went well? What didn't go well? What did you like? What felt good? What didn't feel good? And allow yourself to have that space to reflect. And then I always say, there's always another way. Don't ever say to yourself, well, this is the only way to get to success is to do it X, Y, and Z. If you don't like the way that you got to a a result or you don't like how you feel, instead of saying, I'm never doing that again, ask yourself, is there a different way to get from point A to point B? Ask yourself, is there, could I have offloaded more things? Could I have said no to more things? Could I have started planning even earlier? You know, what were some of the things that maybe did prevent you from getting the results or even feeling the way that if you still felt burnt out at the end, there's probably some other things that we can really look into to ensure that we are really getting the goals that we want and we're feeling the way that we want to feel. All right. I hope that this was super helpful. It was a very tactical episode and really geared towards helping you navigate whatever busy season that you are currently in or going to be in, because I know that we all go through them and I know that there's no way to avoid them. We embrace them, we plan for them, we prepare for them, we practice making sure that we do our meditation, our gratitude, our journaling, we're showing up as our best selves, and then we're always reflecting on how we can improve and how we can sustain long-term success for not only ourselves, but for our organizations as well. And I always like to say, as we are the leaders of the of the organizations and our downlines are gonna follow our lead. If we teach them how to be healthy CEOs, if we teach them how to manage stress, then what are we teaching them? We're teaching them how to succeed, how to make this business work for themselves and for their life as well. All right, I hope you love today's episode. And if you are listening to this and you have a free second, will you go head on over to iTunes, leave me a rating and review. It helps this podcast get found by other people just like yourself that are looking for leadership advice in their direct sales organization. And take a screenshot of today's episode. Tell me what you're going to do and tag me on Instagram. How are you gonna prepare for the busy season? And what are you going to teach your team about preparation as well? All right, friends, it has been such a pleasure to hang with you for another episode of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. I will see you back here next week. Let's make it a great week, you guys.